Good morning and uh, welcome. It's a wonderful day to share together. I'm Pastor Rafe Vigil and we've come together to share in this beginning of Holy Week, this beginning of this very holy season in our year as Christians who follow the way of Christ. This is a very special week. It's a very holy week. It's a week that we lift up and we start with what's called a, a Palm Sunday and uh, if you're engaging with us online and you don't have a palm branch in your hand, you might want to go out in your yard and grab one. Um, but uh, uh, folks that have gathered here, we've gathered with palm branches, and as we sing, we'll, we'll lay those here at the altar as a symbol of our following of Christ and, and laying our, our offerings, our gifts down to, uh, to Christ as we share together. Um, but if we just celebrated the entry today, and then next Sunday came together for Easter, because it's a big day next Sunday, Easter, and we will have three worship services, a sunrise at 7, and then our 9 and, and 10.30 services. Um, if we just did that, we would miss the power of the story that happens through the week. And we're hoping and praying that this experience of worship today, as we go through the story of the week and the whole week, and we share in that passion narrative, that you will get a sense and an experience of the power and the holiness and the touch of the Spirit that happens in this week that celebrates a very significant part of the story. So uh, let us begin this week with a time of, of celebration and lifting up in this time of worship. As the week goes along, we have a service on Thursday evening with communion. We have a Good Friday service at 1 o'clock, Thursday evenings at 7 at night, Fridays at 1 o'clock, and then our Easter sunrise services, but as we go through this week, let us experience the movement of Christ, the movement of the Holy Spirit in this powerful story that we share in today. Let us uh, come together and worship. Would you stand with us as we sing praises? Lord, we thank you for a wonderful day. We thank you, God, that you are in our presence, Lord, and we know that when you're in our presence, so many things happen, Lord, because there's power in your name. And we just bless you, Lord, as we sing praises to you right now. In Jesus' name, amen.
with me, Hosanna. church in in this season in particular and i know this is a very high and holy season um and so because it's a high and holy season new horizon has has kind of a, appropriated in a very special way to focus on children uh particularly those children who are in need of foster care and healthy homes in our community and we highlight that through this golf tournament that we do that raises uh, a good bit of money in fact it is the largest single church fundraiser in the Florida Annual Conference for our Florida United Methodist Children's Home. And so it is a great event and uh, lots of folks look forward to it. Folks from the Children's Home in the many different locations will be joining us uh, down here, including our, our CEO and president um, will be here for the event. It's coming up, so now is the time to fully engage and, and give. Give of your time to volunteer to help out. Uh, even come play, engage in, and come play golf, you know? And if you say, oh, I don't have a team, well, talk to us. We'll, we'll find a team. Everybody belongs, you know, and everybody can be a part of this. But now is the time the websites are set up. You can engage on the websites to, uh, to give, to sign up to golf, to, uh, to um, be a part of the event and however you see. There's a silent auction going on. The children's home Folks from the children's home, some of our, our residents at the children's home, have made these chairs that are out in the entryway. That's going to be in the silent auction. Okay, silent auction. There's gonna, there are three chairs out there, and there's other things that are coming from the children's home that, that the young people make in order for, us to, to, for them to be a part of this grand event also. So this is a wonderful way for us to engage. And as we come and wave our palm branches and lay them down here uh, at the altar, we can come through and our children come through and it feels all, all healthy and great. But let's remember that there are children who don't get these kinds of experiences because of just how the situation turned out for their family. And this is our way of being involved in helping families to be healthy and whole in, in our community. Amen and amen.
Good morning. I am Pastor Peyton, and we're going to begin this morning with our first scripture reading from Luke 19, 28 to 40. After Jesus said this, he continued ahead going up to Jerusalem. As Jesus came to Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he gave two disciples a task. He said, go into the village over there. When you enter it, you will find a tied up a colt that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying it? Just say, its master needs it. Those who had been sent found exactly as he said. As they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, its master needs it. They brought, Jesus, brought it to Jesus, threw their clothes on the colt, and lifted Jesus onto it. As Jesus rode along, they spread their clothes on the road. As Jesus approached the road leading down from the Mount of Olives, the whole throng of his disciples began rejoicing. They praised God with a loud voice because of all the mighty things they had seen. They said, blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest of heavens. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, scold your disciples. Tell them to stop. He answered, I tell you, if they were silenced, the stone would shout. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Let us have ears to hear. Good morning. I'm Pastor Lisa. If you'll bow your heads and join with me for this morning's prayer. Lord, we come to you this Palm Sunday morning with not just a little trepidation. Perhaps this is the first time we've truly felt the quick shift from the waving of palm branches and the shouting of hosannas to whipping and the cross. From the celebration of Palm Sunday to the pain of Passion Sunday. We trust that you have this experience in your hands. We trust that you will lead us through our struggles and will ultimately show us victory over even death. We pray for your comfort as we weather this storm together. We want to be a people united in your name, not divided by blame and anger. We pray for your healing, not just in cases of illness, but of our attitudes, our thoughts, and our fears. We pray for your heart, Lord. Help us to love our neighbors, feed the hungry, support the widow and orphan, simply to be your presence in a world filled with ugliness and chaos. We pray for your peace, peace of mind, peace in our souls, the peace that is beyond human understanding but is completely possible with you. We pray that you hear our gratitude as we come before you this morning singing your praises and celebrating the promise that is already won through your son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
The Holy Week story continues in the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke's story. Jesus left and made his way to the Mount of Olives, as was his custom. And the disciples followed him. When he arrived, he said to them, Pray that you don't give in to temptation. He withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed. He said, Father, Father, if it's your will, take this cup of suffering away from me. However, not my will, but your will must be done. Then a heavenly angel appeared to him and strengthened him. As he was in anguish and prayed even more earnestly, his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he got up from praying, he went to the disciples and found them asleep, overcome by grief. He said to them, why? Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray. Pray so that you won't give in to temptation. While Jesus was still speaking, a crowd appeared. And the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the human one with a kiss? When those around recognized what was about to happen, they said, Lord, Lord, should we fight with the sword? Then one of them struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. And Jesus replied, stop! Stop! No more of this. And he touched the slave's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and the, the elders who had come to get him, have you come with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I was a thief? Day after day, I was with you in the temple. I was with you. But you didn't arrest me. But this is your time when darkness rules. After they arrested Jesus, they led him away and brought him to the high priest's house. Peter followed from a distance when they lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together. Peter sat among them. Then a servant woman saw him sitting in the firelight. She stared at him and said, this man was with him too. But Peter denied it, saying, woman, I, I don't know him. A little while later, someone else saw him and said, you are one of them too. But Peter said, man, I am not. About an hour later, someone insisted, this man must have been with him because he is a Galilean too. Peter responded, man, I don't know what you are talking about. At that very moment, at that very moment, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. The Lord turned and, and looked straight at Peter. And Peter remembered the Lord's words. Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And Peter went out and cried uncontrollably. The men who were holding Jesus in custody taunted him while they beat him. They blindfolded him and asked him repeatedly, Prophesy! Who hit you? Insulting him, they said, 
many other horrible things against him. As morning came, the elders of the people, both chief priests and legal experts, came together, and Jesus was brought before their council. And they said, If you are the Christ, tell us. He answered, If I tell you, you won't believe. And if I ask you a question, you won't answer. But from now on, the human one will be seated at the right side of the power of God. They all said, are, are you God's son then? And he replied, you say that I am. And then they said, why do we need further testimony? We've heard it from his own lips. The whole assembly got up and led Jesus to Pilate and began to accuse him. They said, we have found this man misleading our people, opposing the payment of taxes to Caesar and claiming that he is the Christ a king. And Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus replied, that's what you say. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no legal basis for action against this man. But they objected strenuously, saying, he agitates people with his teaching throughout Judea, starting from Galilee all the way here. Hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he heard that Jesus was from Herod's district, Pilate sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. Herod was very glad to see Jesus, for he had heard about Jesus and wanted to see him for quite some time. He was hoping to see Jesus perform some sign. Herod questioned Jesus at length, but Jesus didn't respond to him. The chief priests and the legal experts were there fiercely accusing Jesus. Herod and his soldiers treated Jesus with contempt. Herod mocked him by dressing Jesus in elegant clothes and sent him back to Pilate. Pilate and Herod, <laughs> Pilate and Herod became friends with each other that day because uh, before this, they had been enemies. Then Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people and said to them, you brought this man before me as one who is misleading the people. I have questioned him in your presence and found nothing in this man's conduct that provides a legal basis for the charges you have brought against him. Neither did Herod, because Herod returned him to us. He's done nothing that deserves death. Therefore, <clears throat> I'll have him whipped and then let him go. But with one voice, they shouted, Away with this man! Elise Barabbas to us! Release Barabbas! Barabbas had been thrown into prison <clears throat> because of a riot that had occurred in the city and for murder. Pilate uh, addressed them again because he wanted to release Jesus. They kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. For the third time, Pilate said, why? Why? What wrong has he done? I found no legal basis for death, for the death penalty in this case. Therefore, I will have him whipped and then let him go. But they were adamant adamant, shouting their demand for Jesus to be crucified. Their voices won out. 
Pilate issued his decision to grant the request. He released the one they asked for, the one who had been thrown into prison because of a riot and murder. But he handed Jesus over to their will. As they led Jesus away, they grabbed Simon, a man from Cyrene, who was coming in from the countryside. They put the cross on his back and made him carry it behind Jesus. A huge crowd of people followed Jesus, including women who were mourning and wailing for him. Jesus turned to the women and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't cry for me. Rather, cry for yourselves and your children. The time will come when they will say, Happy are those who are unable to become pregnant, the wombs that never gave birth, the breasts that never nursed a child. Then they will say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. If they do these things while the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Oh, Lord, in the, in the pause, let us sense the emptiness that this week and this story can bring. In this pause, let us feel the emptiness of what is, has occurred because the will of human beings was executed rather than the will of heaven. For Lord, we know that your will is, is good and just. Your will is love and peace. And yet your one and only Son came to know adamant hate. Your Son came to know what it is to be bullied and pushed aside. Your son came to know what it is to be accused innocently. To be punished when no wrong has been done. Lord, in the pauses and the silent moments of this story, of our times of devotion and, and prayer. In those pauses, may we sense the emptiness of what it is to, to lose the very life that you offer us in Jesus Christ. O oh Lord, may our prayers be ardent. May our prayers filled with conviction and pleading. For in this story we recognize ourselves and our sin. We recognize how we are part of the voices that demand that our will be done rather than seeking out your divine purpose. 
Oh, Lord. May our prayers be ardent. May they be strong. And may they be ever-searching for you and our connection with you. Amen. However, I have prayed for you that your faith won't fail. When you have returned, strengthen your brothers and sisters. Peter responded, Lord, I'm ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. Jesus replied, I tell you, Peter, the rooster won't crow again before you have denied me three times. They also led two other criminals to be executed with Jesus. When they arrived at the place called the Skull, they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They drew lots as a way of dividing up his clothing. The people were standing around watching, but the leaders sneered at him saying, he saved others. Let him save himself if he's really the Christ sent from God, the chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him. They came up to him offering him sour wine and saying, if you really are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Above his head was the notice of the formal charge against him. It read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging next to Jesus insulted him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. Responding, the other criminal spoke harshly to him. Don't you fear God, seeing that you've also been sentenced to die? We, we were rightly condemned, for we're receiving the appropriate sentence for what we did. But this man... He's done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, I assure you that today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon and darkness covered the whole earth until about three o'clock while the sun stopped shining. Then the curtain in the sanctuary tore down the middle Crying out loud in a voice, Jesus said, Father, into your hands I entrust my life. And after he said this, he breathed for the last time. When the centurion saw what happened, he praised God, saying, It's really true. This man was righteous. All the crowds that had come together to see this event returned to their homes, beating their chests after seeing what had happened. And everyone who knew him, including the women who followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance observing these things. Now there was a man named Joseph who was a member of the council. He was a good and righteous man. He hadn't agreed with the plan of actions of the council, he was from the Jewish city of Arimathea, and he eagerly anticipated God's kingdom. This man went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Taking it down, he wrapped it in a linen cloth. He laid it in a tomb carved out of the rock in which no one had ever been buried. It was the preparation day for the Sabbath, and the Sabbath was quickly approaching. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph. They saw the tomb and how Jesus' body was laid in it. Then they went away and prepared fragrant spices and perfumed oils. 
they rested on the Sabbath in keeping with the commandment. Father God, from the joy of the entry of the palms, the hosannas of your people, hear our prayers this week. Prepare us, prepare our hearts, and prepare our lives for the journey to see and experience what love looks like. Gracious and loving Lord, in the pause, in the emptiness of our days, of the weight of the world as our humanness seems to take over, help us to hunger and thirst for you. Help us to walk in your light. Help us to experience your love in the story and in our world like never before. Father, we would ask that you would fill us with the eagerness of Joseph to experience your kingdom. In the words that it is finished, remind us that it has just begun. Father God, this week, as we prepare for the resurrection and the celebration of Easter, may the whole story embed itself in our whole lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with us?
as you go into this holiest of weeks, reflecting on the story, may the blessing of the peace of God go with you. Amen and amen. Thank you.